Red on Red. This week in the podcast, we're joined by post metalers, void merchants, and general men about town, God alone. Should've dropped up the outright havoc Grey matter is frail and bad jacks Stout and a cork in the rough Atlantic Head thumps like a thunder cracking Fed up with the skull I'm trafted Need to get out, should've bunk a taxi Can't scoot off with the flux get pastor Self-load and puppet master Tugging our strings to his own disaster Marionettes are left tangled I'd be better off as a lonely dancer In a slump even though I can't understand it Anxious panic like lungs are collapsing I just wanna quit and chuck my angers to the wind To the cyclone passes The mind is a region designed to sow season So you wanna stay mindful of the harvest you're reaping Tarnishing achievements The arsenal's depleted Courage up and leaves you like the girl from Ipanema From the incubator to the fibrillator Every filthy crater's on the brink of failure you can tip the scale till it's in your favour Are you fit to play? Is it in your nature? Will you wilt away and let the illness take you? There is no false destiny There's just choice essentially Joe in the clouds looking down on me Bout to put that crown on me April Fool's there for you Deja vu rappers acting tough You fall like autumn leaves Should've turned the new page It's easy living for them briefcase politicians We easy pickings It's the politics of the spot that you live in Not the doll Give a fuck about the tea shop the shadiness on the sunny side of the street It's the money I believe in Too preoccupied for happiness Gotta pull my weight It's a good thing I'm skinny though Got a full plate Cause this rap shit's not attractive or practical to my family A fantasy is what they see in fairy tales and fallacies When all is said and done They all talked and got nothing done When all is said and done Should've turned the new page When all is said and done When all is said and done
Speculative Fiction, featuring the artist formerly known as Jonan DK. Strange by Nature with Rattlesnakes, taken from Specs Effigy's EP. And 10 Past 7 with Johnston's Cows. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast, dropping every Wednesday evening via Cork's Red FM and redextra.ie. We're also available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen. I'm Mike McGrath-Brien, and this week we're joined live in studio by returning heroes from UK tour, post-metal, progressive, black metal, void merchants, general boys about town, chart-topping superstars, international press sensations, God alone. Lads, you're just off the road there from a three-day UK tour following the release of your EP. How are you finding it, lads? Uh, Grand. Yeah, it's good. Uh, The tour was good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they, yeah, you know. yeah. It's nice. It's nice to be home and shit. Have people like understand what we're saying to them. So that was nice. <laughs> but yeah, was, the gigs were decent. I thought we were going to be playing to like two people in the middle of nowhere, but like people actually came to the shows, and that was kind of mad. Uh, yeah, no, it was really, really nice, and like people were sound to us and shit. Yeah, it was really good. We'll talk a little bit about how the UK tour went and the places you went momentarily, but this was all kind of spurred along by the release of your second extended player, your third release overall, self-titled, now available via godalone.bandcamp.com as well as via all your streaming services. A co-release this time around with Cosmonaut Music. I suppose, talk to us a little bit about how you found the reaction and the response to its release because, like, you're everywhere at the minute, it seems to me like. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, Fair play to Carmack for, like, yeah doing like everything and just being overall the best man ever um it was a lot more like professionally released than the past two things we've done um and we're really really happy with the songs on it so we're really happy that the reception to it has been as good as it was and uh it's just mad that we were in like kerrang and metal hammer and all that good stuff we'll talk about kerrang also because that's another kind of discussion in and of itself. I mean, when was the last time a Cork band, except for maybe Baylor, uh, got featured in major UK music press, you know? Cormac has been someone that's been kind of really inexhaustible over the course of the past couple of years. He's been of immense help to the Cork scene in terms of providing infrastructure for their gigs, promoting gigs, etc. And just, and just generally getting involved and just making the Cork music scene a better place. He seems to be kind of moving on now to more managerial stuff. He's helping Yee out. He's doing some stuff in Dublin. Just what an absolute lad. He's an absolute, like different breed of human like he's an absolute beast like which i know like i don't think we did on half the cool stuff we did if it wasn't for him like he's just an absolute hero he's really nice as well like he's good on the points as well (laughs) but maybe talk to us a little bit about how the ep came together this time because you know your last two releases post metal black metal shoegazing etc this time around you're letting a whole lot more of those diverse influences that you've been citing really shine through um Furthermore, there seems to be more kind of an internal monologue than there is like concentrating on external surroundings and, you know, concepts that you we were talking about. Maybe talk to us a little bit about how the EP came together, recording, post-production, etc. Um, so it was really, we uh, we had all these songs written that were a bit different to what we'd done before. It wasn't really as heavy or like, I suppose, like dark as, it, as the other two releases were. Um, it was much more upbeat and we weren't focusing on like the concepts around us really anymore as you said it was more sort of we like to have a laugh together why does our like music have to be sad like so um we were just trying to do that and then we were listening to loads of music and we were like yeah we want to do a lot more with metal than is already being done so we were like let's just put all the stuff that we listen to into something and we like, you can do all of this with metal why isn't like no one else doing all this stuff and then uh yeah, when we recorded, it was great. The studio was amazing. It, it sounded really good. And it was uh, Tom Peters from Alpha Male Tea Party that um, recorded it and mixed it. And he's just a great man. Such a dude. Really, really got what we were going for with it. And yeah, it turned out great. We're really happy with it. But just in terms of like finding it within yourself to create metal, to, to find the energy within yourself to kind of drag from all of these feelings and create music that is created with such velocity and performed with such force and such distortion. How do you kind of find that reserve of energy or of inspiration within yourself to make metal that is not rooted in anger? Where do you find the kind of the reconciliation between the sonic extremes that you reach and the philosophical ground that you now have as adults? When you're listening to a lot of metal, it's really constantly in one sort of emotion, but when you're like, you know, 
we're all really good buds in the band. You just have a laugh all the time. So, like, you'd be miserable by yourself, but when you're with the lads, like, it's a good laugh. So, when you're with the boys, yeah. So, um, like, it's kind of the sad bits are just you know, when you're by yourself, and then the good bits are just like when you're having a laugh and stuff, you know. Like, and that makes the sadder bits even sadder, and the happy bits even happier if there's like a nice dynamic between them. Um, yeah, that's life. Yeah. It says a lot, like. <laughs> but in creating something like that that kind of encapsulates ups and downs and you know a little microcosm of the human condition almost you've created something that people can really relate to and in that respect your first Irish cross-country tour happened immediately the week of its release uh, maybe talk to us a little bit about how all that played out and in particular playing the Lido and Blackpool which isn't necessarily you know uh, a busy gigging venue talk to us about how all that all came together yeah the Irish tour was class we'd played Galway, Dublin and Cork before um, but we never done Belfast, and Belfast was really nice to us. Like Zuler, the Zool lads are lovely. Zool Records. Yeah, yeah, Zool. Named for the the, the old computer game. Yeah, yeah, and like it was the first time we played Dublin, where the crowd wasn't just a load of metal lads who were like, "Oh yeah, blast beats, that's class." Oh wait, this disco beat, this is shit. I'm gonna fuck off now. <laughs> like so, like, we played the Hot in Fibsborough and with Ruen and Fromorian Vane, who were both decent, and it was really cool to like. It's like an old man pub. It's like really cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, the Irish tour was class. It was really nice. People to come out and watch us and stuff. And uh, Lido was decent. That's down the road from our house. Is like the Lido was the Sunday of tour. After yeah, you'd done yeah. everything else, you kind of concluded your first Irish tour with a trip to the home of the Cork Community Art Link uh, out in Blackpool. Uh, of course, the Dragon of Shannon takes its non-seasonal residence there, so he was lining the walls when you were playing. <laughs> apparently, uh, talk to us a little bit because Jake, you only live behind the Lido. You didn't have much of a load in at all when it came to your gear. Oh, it was the handiest thing ever. I woke up like before the load in about like ten minutes, and I was like, "Oh, I just have to go across the road with all this gear. That's amazing." And you go across and you see like all the lads like that I would have been like hanging around with as a child, just like, "Oh, Jake." And it was brilliant. Um, it was really nice to be able to do a gig as well in Blackpool and like do do some metalling in the north side because there's not a lot of that. There's not a lot of music really there. Like that's there's yeah. no places to express it. So it was great. What would you put that down to? Because I mean, there's no shortage of pubs up the north side. Um, no shortage of trade. Is it a matter of you know just kind of establishing and proving to kind of venue owners or to pub owners etc that you can get. 20, 30 scruffy young fellas to come through there of a weeknight, etc., and just kind of build trust around that? Yeah, it's like a lot of the pubs up there, they'd have like, you know, normally like, you know, cover bands and stuff. But um, it's really handy that there's a really good art space in the in the north side, in Blackpool. And they do so much, like they've made it look so much nicer with all like the graffiti that they've made around the place. Yeah. It looks, it looks great and... It just made it a lot, lot happier than it would have been like a few years ago, I think. What Alpha Lenari pub would you play if you had the opportunity? Mickey Souls. Yeah, Mickey Souls, uh, Infernary, or uh, Quinlan's, that'd be gas. Yeah, Quinlan's is another pub in Blackpool that would just be, oh, we, we'd be rocking like. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the successes following the band's new EP, including appearances in international press. But first, we're going to go to some tunes. Uh, you've hand-selected the playlist for us this time around, and earlier on, we heard from Spec Vic and 10 Past 7. But right now, we're going to get a little bit heavier. you got Baylor with Tuesday Blues. Yeah, absolute boys. They really, really sound to us when we've done a rake of gigs with them. And they're just like, our first gig to England was with them as well. It was nice living in a hostel with them. They're fucking sound. They're just really nice to make class tunes. Speaking of people that have been sound to you and also make class tunes, you also have Horse with Drone. Oh, yup. Uh, we did our like first actual gig ever in Fred's with Horse and they've just been pure sound to us. Like Just like, actually like, giving us a chance to make tunes when like everyone else was like no you're like 12 go away <laughs> that's that was the evening leg of a gig that she had also played upstairs in the ground floor as well and I'm fairly sure that like as odd as it was for you to kind of cross in that Rubicon upstairs into Fred Zeppelin's it must also have been weird to be subjecting some fucking 12 13 year old to a horse upstairs or to shifting upstairs the more I think about it the more mental it is because a few months ago when Nosebull Blood were playing with Russian Circles in Galway I was looking at Matt Hedigan, like, you played in basically a kitchen in Cork, like, <laughs> before us. And I, that was just mad, um, because he, he's such, they're such great lads, and... Um, they're, very they're very big, yeah. Um, Matt Hedigan is very big. He's he also is, literally yeah, very big. He's, he's very a very big, tall yeah. man. But, um, yeah, it was, it was nice, because Horst wanted to do an all-ages gig, and 
that sadly like you know ground floor is great because it was the only really all ages space that you could do something in um and we were well known around to you know be going down there that's where we recorded the past two things available for community artists and underage promoters to use at marble street connected to the old ymca center yep plug 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 we're going to hear from horse momentarily with drone but first this is baylor with tuesday blues here on red on red cut Sometimes we need to trust the things 
with Drone here on Red on Red rumoured to be appearing at a certain venue at a certain place and time around Christmas this is Red on Red Cork's new music podcast and we're still joined in studio by Kean and Jake of God Alone because I forgot to introduce you uh, individually earlier as well so uh, that's fine um, one person anyway like uh, yeah sure it's, it's God Alone all one word before the jump we were talking about your mini Irish tour following the release of your most recent EP and once it got out there and a good bit of buzz started happening for it, something something unprecedented really happened in terms of what generally happens to a metal band from Cork because like, it's a small scene, there's a couple of venues maybe in Cork and then a few more around the country and you know, unless you get to a certain level, you know, maybe touring the UK on a DIY basis, Europe on a DIY basis, you know, it's, 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 it's ambitious as it gets. You got the email there not too long after the EP's release from Kerrang! magazine of all things. Uh, asking you for an interview feature not just like a capsule record of you or anything but like an actual chat I know like the PR machinations sometimes go over bands heads a little bit but talk to us about the whole experience of dealing with Kerrang! Magazine as you understand it uh, we got an email off from a few weeks ago they were like do you want to do an interview and we were like ah, that's hilarious yeah we'll do that <laughs> uh, we're working with um, Hold Tight PR company in England they do most of the PR for the bands on like Holy Roar and like a load of decent bands like Conjurer and Baylor and Crack and they're like really, really nice and they just like what we're doing. And then Krang were like, yeah, do you want to do this? And we were like, yeah, go on. And uh, we just answered a load of their questions and then they were like, class. But, and they premiered our EP for us. It was gas going on the website and seeing like My Chemical Romance and shit and then us below it. And I was like, ah, that's gas. And uh, we're in the magazine now as well. It was really nice because it didn't censor anything we said in it. And we said a load of dumb shit and that. You say our presently is the is the present print magazine. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the one with Ramstein on the cover. Yes. It's Krang monthly now. Because it I was a weekly. No idea. People our age, as kids, dreamt of accomplishing the things that you have, and you know, there, it's 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 fair to say that there were a couple of people that were really kind of verklempt for your success, um, coming home on the bus Friday, etc. Just kind of looking at it going, "There's our boys, they're in Kerrang, man." Oh, that's you accomplished something that we all had ambitions to do when we were younger as well. So be proud of that and take that forward. Um, you had a separate interview for the print then, as you mentioned. The website slash premiere thing was a bit of an emailer. Um, was the interview process any different for Kerrang as it was normally? Or was it just kind of chats? Uh, they just rang my phone. And they were like, me and Jake were in the School of Music. And we booked a room. We were just talking to him and stuff. He was really nice. I can't remember his name. It might have been Simon or something. But uh, definitely wasn't Simon. Definitely wasn't Simon. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, no, it was really nice. Like, really grateful for him to just like like what we were doing. It was really sound out of him. So like, yeah, no, it was really cool. Because that was like the tip of an iceberg where there was a lot of press exposure for you. Um, you know, you made it onto Metal Hammer. I believe that there was some bits and bobs in like specialist magazines around the place. The promo found its way to like continental newspapers and all of this. Um, and I believe there was a, a piece written on you in Hebrew of all things. Yeah, that was class. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like Thai or something or Vietnamese. Like, uh, then we put into Google Translate and we were like, oh, that's really, really nice. And it was in Hebrew. It was cool. Like, uh, that's incredible. Like, that the reach and the momentum that you've built uh, behind the record in such a short space of time is incredible. And you've taken that momentum into your UK tour, which happened this past weekend. We kind of touched on it at the start of the show. Three dates, uh, Bristol, London and Worthing. Yeah, it's yeah. a small town, etc. Um happening over the course of three days with Metaler's core of Io. Uh talk to us about the whole experience how it all came together you know living on the road in the UK you've done a little bit of road dogging now with the UK from last year with uh, Mammoth Fest and you've crisscrossed Ireland a bunch of times now just kind of bring us into the experience really it was great like it was really something that we were looking forward to doing because uh, we've, we've done a lot of stuff in Ireland now and it's always great but we want to keep reaching out as far as we can so we are like oh this year our goal would be to play a few places in England because we played Brighton last year um, and it was just from emailing promoters and stuff and Cormac was helping us um, until they were like yeah you can do a gig just if you leave us alone and then we went <laughs> we went over um, and every gig was way better than we could have expected because um, we were thinking that we were just going to go over a place like two people and be like well, we'll tell all the boys at home that we played England, sure they won't know any difference. And it was actually class, like especially the London gig. It was like packed out the door, and there's a lot of sound heads at it. Um, 
Simon, is it? From uh, Heavy Bloggers Heavy. Simon. Yeah, from Heavy Bloggers Heavy. He was at it. All he... English music journalists are called Simon. Yeah, oh, so yeah. it's just, yeah, safe. But um, <laughs> he, was, uh, <laughs> he was really sound, he was really into it. And a lot, a lot of people that we were over there were really into it as well. So hopefully we do more stuff over there. I think next year we're going to try uh, get the north in as well and try to do a few more things over in Europe. Um, just try break break her out of like Ireland and keep going. Um, hopefully like there's a few like other like Irish young fellas as well going. Oh, these lads like have done all this crack. I wonder can I do this? So that'd be really nice. I know there's a lot of older lads going. Well, these young fellas have done it, and maybe we can take a second stab at it. Yeah, I know that for a fact. So Dead I mean right. like, God alone, boy, I'm telling you. But with all of this momentum behind you as well, you come home and there just seems to be goodwill up and down. And it's something that, you know, I kind of touched on interviewing you before, including for the Echo tomorrow in your downtown section, that there seems to be a great civic pride in God Alone because we've seen you grow up as musicians in front of our very eyes over the course of the past couple of years. You know, you're from the north side specifically. It's working class talent genuinely busting their rear ends to make things work. And, you know, between the support that you've received from the Cork metal scene and getting up and out there, support slots, etc., and then eventually being assisted with touring and everything else. And again, like it's easy to forget that you know one of you is still doing his leaving cert. You know, you've put in that much effort, etc., and they're still so far ahead of you that I feel that God Alone is one of the best good news stories in Cork music at present. And it's evidently not just people with skin in the game that feel that way. Everyone down to the social media account for the North Mon Secondary School. <laughs> Who's claiming you as your own now these days? I suppose talk a little bit about the Cork metal scene, music in Cork in general, kind of how you fit into it, the support you've got, how you feel about it, etc. Um, Cork is <coughs> it's paradise. Like it's it's the music scene in Cork is is brilliant because if you look at other cities, like I know we we always go really hard on Dublin, but like in Dublin, it's too it's really big and a lot of there a lot of the subgenres are kind of really tight and they don't like associate a lot but in Cork because it's so small there's not a metal scene there's not a hardcore scene there's a music scene if you go to like any metal gig in like Fred's there's going to be like DJs there and rappers and producers there and other people in bands and it's just a nice kind of it's a nice circle that people have going and everyone kind of influences each other and everyone's really nice and we wouldn't have like done half the stuff we did if everyone there was like being a bit of an asshole to us like so yeah, we're very, very happy to be from Cork. About the Mon? Mon's class. Mon is class. Um, six years up in the... Actually, longer because I went to the primary school as well. I'm a Mon boy born and bred. Best school I ever. know. <laughs> My dad went to the Mon and I went to the Irish part of the Mon. Yeah. I'm not posh. Yeah, you're not the real Mon, but um, I went to the real Mon. I, I survived it. It's great. Like... Um, I didn't when I was in the one. I didn't really tell any of the teachers or anything that I was in a band doing all this stuff. Like I, I remember when we were going to Mammoth Fest and one of the teachers saw a note in my journal saying, "Oh, uh, sorry, Jake wasn't in. He was playing a gig in Brighton." They were like, "What?" Because I was really, really quiet in school. They're like, "What? You're in a metal band?" So it's nice that they found out now. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, like when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what you have upcoming regarding gigs in Cork City but first we're going to go back to some more tunes Worn Out with No Truth I believe that was their second or so single the third I think um, yeah. Circle of Drain was the second one but uh, yeah Worn Out are class they're again like with, with Baylor they've always been very very supportive of us and we're supportive of them they're just they're doing good things with hardcore like and they're just great man they're really sound So speaking of great men and people that you've shared the stage with recently in Blackpool uh, you know, you talked a little bit in the Echo about keeping lineups on your Irish tour diverse and including a bit of electronica. Uh, these lads shared a stage with you on the Sunday in the Lido, and that's actual acid with Crush. Oh, he's like the nicest fella ever. And like, I don't understand electronic music. Like, I've tried to make it, and my brain just went no. And like, <laughs> he's like, I don't understand how he does what he does, but it's unreal and it's just class. And he's like the nicest fella ever, and he just makes little tunes. You're going to get an earful of it momentarily, but first, this is Worn Out with No Truth here on Red on Red.
Acid with Crush Electronica on the Hausu Records label available now across all streaming services. This is Red on Red Cork's new music podcast and we're still joined in studio by Kean and Jake of God Alone. Their new self-titled EP is available now at godalone.bandcamp.com and available across all streaming services. The lads are also gigging around Cork uh, during the month of December, the first of which has actually been officially announced. December 14th at Fred Zeppelin's alongside new Cork sludgers Skellig and a progressive metal band of mysterious origin uh, in the boys from Yurt. One of the few metal bands whose entire metal discography I've reviewed for one magazine or another over the course of the last decade or so. And really just, it's such a rare thing to see them live that it's going to be a complete sight to see them upstairs in the Red Room on Parliament Street. But on top of all of this, December 14th, 
8pm. Tickets are €8 Euro alongside a free CD for the first couple of people in the door. But more to the point for Cork Metal, this gig is the most recent instalment of Paranoid Beast's Paranoid Pit series that happens the last Saturday of every month, usually with the exception of Christmas this time around, obviously, at Fred Zeppelin's, of course, um, Moss and Con, the two lads behind Paranoid Beast, running a label, running monthly local metal gigs, running bigger gigs and bigger venues, running um, the Monolith and Ritual of the Evil Eye festivals, just absolute soldiers for the development of metal in Cork City and lads with which you've worked with extensively in the past as well. Uh, it's been very nice to us. We played the first uh, Paranoid Pit back in March or something and there's a decent photo of me and Jake looking like, you know that, that painting where your man's like touching the other guy's hand. It's like God and the other fella. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, the one that he did and it's like, it looks like us doing that in Fred's and we're being like held up and stuff. It's very cool. But uh, yeah, I know that gig would be cool now and we're playing Monoliths as well last year, or next year, sorry. Line up that looks mental as well. Announced already, check out Paranoid Beast on social media for more information. Um, but yeah, just a service they're doing also is they're recording all of these gigs. Tomas O'Brien is uh, engineering all of these gigs, recording them for release. We were scheduled to have a couple of them in their entirety on the Red on Red podcast. And you can stay tuned for that over the course of the coming months. You're also playing a special Christmas party at a venue that is yet to be formally announced, at a date that is to be formally announced, with a bunch of very special boys. How much or how little can you talk about that yet? I think we're allowed to say the full thing. I think he was like, yeah, boys, that's grand. Okay, but, you got a scoop for us here now on the Red on Red uh, podcast. We'll be playing the Kino on the 20th of December with Hope is Nice and Horse, and we're going to get fierce festive with it. Festive? Oh, yeah. We did uh, Last year we did a Christmas gig in Dali with Baylor Worn Out. And we did all we sang all I want for Christmas with Sean Long, and it was beautiful. Shout out to Sean Long, the most regular man in the game. Oh, absolute king! Like so, like we're gonna try and up that now this year and get like full choir and like orchestra and shit. Like see how it goes. Like, but it will be festive. You fit him in the new keynote too, because like that, there's been some work undertaken on that venue by the Good Room folks since its relaunch in September. I thought you meant there like you'd fit Sean Long in the venue now because he's so fucking big. He's a big boy, all right, and you'd easily fit him in the venue, but you'd fit. Like, it's interesting to see what way you can push that venue in particular because of the the width of the stage, I suppose, really. Yeah, and, like, yeah. is that going to make for a really interesting dynamic in there? Uh, we did our album launch there last year when the stage was way smaller. It needed a smaller PA and it didn't look half as cool. Yeah. But it looks mental now. Like, the big, like, curtain thingy and the Dace and PA and the big massive stage. And uh, I'm going to start working in there as well on Friday. And I'm very happy about that. Congratulations. So I, really like, I really like the keynote and the people who work there. They're very nice. Yeah, the Kino is great. We we like playing like bigger stages quite a lot because uh I mean the majority of our show is just us jumping around and stuff and when it's a small stage we feel kinda of limited. Like I don't feel as sweaty as I as I should be. Yeah. So um yeah, this would be great now. There'd be a fierce amount of shapes being thrown at this, so Unreal. You can find out more information on that on the Kino social media as and when it is formally announced with thanks a million to everybody involved for their patience in breaking that particular scoop via this podcast. You've also got gigs happening in Belfast again before the end of the year. They seem to have taken a shine to you. Uh, Belfast is class. Yeah, we're playing the Crypt of the Riff. That's organised. That is such a cool name for a festival. Class, I know. This is the second or third year of it now. The Crypt of the Riff. That's fucking brilliant. Uh, Organised by Jake and uh, playing Living Promotions. He's the guitarist and elder druid as well who are decent and really sound. And also Cork resident at this stage. Oh yeah, they're here every week. They've played five or six gigs in Cork now. But yeah, no, really looking forward to going playing. Voodoo is class as well. And like, I was going to go on about Buckfast there, but I don't think I will. I think that'll be a bit much. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I really look forward to playing Belfast again. People are really nice up there and I like using their money as well. It's kind of cool. <laughs> After all is said and done, you've got a busy 2020 ahead of you. Um, apparently there's the bones of some other stuff written up and ready to go already. Um, it would be easy for you to, sorry, three, two, it would be a no-brainer to say that other UK and Europe stuff is possibly in the pipeline. What can you tell us about 2020 and what's next for God alone? Um, we're just going to keep writing stuff, really. Um, we think at the moment we're onto something really, really good. So the next release that we make will probably be hopefully better than the last two as well. It's it's getting very, very experimental at the moment. So it should be interesting. Hopefully we can push more boundaries on the next thing. Um yeah, we're we're thinking of doing another um, UK tour, but a bit bigger this time, um, hitting the north. Hitting uh, north. Hitting Um And then uh, we're going to try to do Europe as well, because that's where the the big big boy scene is. So hopefully people like us there as much as uh, 
as most of these people in Ireland say they do. So <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about where to find God Alone online and their immediate future. But coming up, we got two more tunes. You've chosen The Altered Hours with Dig Early. They're unreal. They're really, really nice. Paddy has done sound for us, the rake. And like, they just make class tunes. Just really, really nice. They're such lovely people too. And they're so glad to be in each other's company. That's the thing that you'll get to me about the Altered Hours and I've said it a bunch of times. You can watch any combination of those five people on stage at any given time. Watch how they interact with each other. They play with each other. They're in a zone. Ah, yeah, they're the best buds. Like, it's really nice to see. It is. Speaking of things that are really nice to see, you also have Automatic Blue with Antoinette. Oh, yeah. I, I'm in a band in college with Drew. Like, we all go to college and he's an absolute hero. He just makes class tunes. Like, his live band are really good as well. Like, he is Alex Goff. And Matt from Ghost King's Dead and Aaron from Archaos and a synth fellow who I haven't met. But yeah, no. And Jack from Actual Acid. Oh, and Jack from Actual Acid. Jesus Christ, I forget that. Oh, you forget that House yeah. Records is a little bit of a cousin's club there in that respect ah, with all yeah. the Corrigans involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, they're great boys and Drew is lovely and makes class tunes. We're going to hear from Automatic Blue momentarily, but first, this is The Altered Hours with Dig Early. Here on Red on Red. <laughs>
Blue with Antoinette here on Red on Red Cork's new music podcast. And before we wrap up for the week, Kean, Jake, as we were talking about before the jump and throughout the course of the episode, busy, busy, busy times with a lot more ahead of you. With that being said, the floor is yours. Any shout outs you want to make, any plugs you want to put in, any curses you want to put on people, uh, anybody that you want to tell that you love them, the floor is yours. Uh, shout out to my mum and dad one time. They're lovely and they've been very nice to me. Yeah, a shout out to the big, big mo- bo- be- Shout out to the big woman at home, Rosina. She's a uh, my my G, my my rock. <laughs> um, she she looks after God alone quite a lot. We have a little uh, little thing at home now with all the little prizes we've gotten from like Galway. So it's turned into a nice God alone shrine from uh, when we're on the road. Like yeah, you know. <laughs> that is lovely. There's absolutely nothing like Irish parents now. In fairness. Roger. We can also find God Alone across social media, God Alone Cork on Twitter. 
uh, God alone full stop on Facebook uh, what's your Insta? Uh, God alone underscore Cork and uh, our Snapchat is xxgodloanxx but we'll only add you back if you pay us money what kind of exclusive content can we hope to find on your Snapchat lads? You have to, you're going to have to subscribe to find out it's, uh, it's saucy have you got the gold account? Um, well, no, it's mostly just us eating chocolate fingers and watching wrestling, but like... The Lads' new EP is also available across digital streaming services and on godalone.bandcamp.com where you can purchase it in any file format of your choosing alongside the rest of the God Alone discography. That about wraps it up for this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from Red FM and redextra.ie. Thank you very much to Kean Milan and Jake O'Driscoll of God Alone for joining us this episode. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Andrew. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe and leave a review on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as other podcasting platforms. Every subscription, every rate, every share on social media, every little bit of word of mouth helps us to spread the word of DIY music in Cork City a little bit better. Make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig. And if you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to listen into Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM, 104 to 106. Kian, you're leaving us with one of your phalanx of other musical projects, Red Sun Alert, fronted by Julia Pavlak with Live, Laugh, Love. Yeah, yeah, we make like kind of angry shit, I suppose. And Julia's really nice. She's the best woman. And like, yeah, no, I just think what we do is cool. And that's a beautiful note to wrap up on. This is Red Sun Alert with Live, Laugh, Love. This has been Red on Red. And we'll talk to you next week.
Red on Red. Can I just add the quote of uh, everybody wants happiness and nobody wants rain? But you, fuck, sick. <laughs> everybody <laughs> want, <laughs> everyone, ha- everyone wants happiness and no one wants pain. But you can't have sunshine without a little rain. That'll go in the blooper reel. Can we add, yeah, can we add that? That was class. We'll add it somewhere. Know. I just can't guarantee where yeah. in the conversation <laughs> I'll be able to drop just it. Fucking anywhere. But, go uh, on, yeah, talk to us about the Irish tour now. 